This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today, sharing a lesson, maybe even lessons, from the joy, said sarcastically, that is house shopping with my wife. <laughs> uh, I, I, if you're married, you're going to understand this. If you're not married, this might be enough to have you never want to get married. Like house shopping with your spouse, at least to me for the first time in a long time, right? Lindsay and I have lived in the same home now for six plus years. And it's kind of a spur of the moment thing when, when, when that happened. She was going through divorce. I was going through the, the downfall of my, my empire, said sarcastically. Certainly did not have an empire, but was in the process of losing everything that I owned. And we stumbled into the house that we live in now. And as I have dug myself out of the hole and got things back to a level place and created abundance in our lives and we bonded together as a family and we've gotten married and done all these things, Lindsay's decided it's, it's time for us to move. And I say Lindsay's decided because I personally could completely care less about where it is that I sleep at night. And I know there's a chance you're saying right now that can't be true. You do care. Only so much. You see, there was a point in life, what feels like not all that long ago, where I was just before my 18th birthday, where some things didn't quite go the right way in my life, or maybe they actually went the exact right way is a better way to look at it. And I'm moving out of my house where my mother and father got divorced. My mom dated a guy that was a big drinker and used to come home and try to pick fights with me. And one thing leads to another. And I was by no means a big guy. Definitely didn't have any sort of what I know now to be shadow integration built in, but didn't know how to stand up for myself. And so the easiest way for me to do things was basically to run away. Now, I waited till my mother and her boyfriend never ended up being a stepfather. So they fell asleep and waited till I hear them snoring and then packed the stuff up in my car and moved. And when I say moved, I was working for a gentleman at the time that owned a manufacturing representative company at a big warehouse that I used to you know, operate under, take care of his cars and his motorcycles and his boats and his properties and do all types of great stuff. And so I knew that when the office hours closed, there was nobody in the parking lot, so I actually took my car, went down to the parking lot, and would pull it in at night into this big warehouse and sleep in my car. And I did this until I, I got a little smarter. Right, The car is only so comfortable for so long. I eventually realized that there's this crazy thing that happens. right When things get miserable enough and necessity peaks its, its ugly head around the corner, you realize that you can think past your current perception of reality and I I came to the awakening that there's these crazy thing called cots yes my friend you can go buy a cot at Walmart or Dick's Sporting Goods and you can sleep on a cot which actually is more comfortable than a car so that's what I did I would unfold a cot and sleep in this 10,000 square foot warehouse maybe it's even more than that you know, surrounded by cars and boats and machinery and cleaning supplies and everything else. And that's where I slept for a long time. 
and admittedly loved every minute of it. The independence. This is, this is certainly nothing if you've not heard this story before. Don't feel sad for me. Don't feel badly. It was like the best time of my life. I was graduating high school, was able to live by myself. I worked hard enough to be able to provide for myself. Had no rent, really had no living expense. Drove a handful of miles, so only needed money for gas and insurance. It was outstanding. It was really, really incredible. I share that as kind of that contextual background for what eventually happens later, which is essentially going bankrupt and having no choice but to sleep anywhere where you're taken in, which is a little bit, little bit over overselling the story. Right? Lindsay goes through a divorce. I'm losing everything, and that's how we end up moving into our house now. And so I don't put a lot of stock in where I live. It's not that important. Literally, I've said to my wife more times than I can count, the office that I'm sitting in right now, I'm speaking to you out of. Look at this beautifully ugly green couch in the back that folds into a futon. It's really one of Athena's favorite perches. If you follow me on social media, you've certainly seen her sitting on it. I would be perfectly happy to just never really leave the office. If her and I got divorced, I would sleep on the couch. I'd put my stuff in my car. I'd drive across the street to Lifetime Fitness and shower. And I'd have no living expenses for a while. I know it sounds crazy, but that's just what I would do. It doesn't doesn't even bother me. So as Lindsay has decided it's house shopping time, it's been a long time since I've I've considered that. And I've vowed over and over again, I'm not gonna buy a house until I can pay cash for it. I'm not gonna buy a house until I pay cash for it. Well, it might surprise you, but it takes a long time to save up enough liquidity to be able to pay cash for a house. At least in the part of the world that we live in. Right? I mean, this little suburb of Columbus, Ohio, the average new home build is about 550000 bucks, And the average taxes here are $12,000 a year. Right? Property taxes. So you can do the math. It's, it can get a little pricey to try to, try to write that check. And so... She starts sending me these hints, right? And again, you married men, and I guess women, you, you know this. I, I'm sure I do this to her too. All of a sudden, I start getting text messages with MLS listings. And right, I'm, I'm busy throughout the day or I feel self-important. And so I pay attention to them, but I don't really pay attention to them. She has a distinct vibration on my phone. that So I know when she's texting me and I look at it, and I glance at the house. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I, I give it no thought. Get home, the word track from her is almost always the same. Hey, sweetheart, how was your day? Oh, it's good. Anything go on that was exciting you want to share? Nah, not really. Just a good day. You see that house I sent you? Almost always. I'm like, yeah, I looked at it. It's nice. And it's like my, my obtuse nature was not allowing me to understand that that was her way of saying, Hey, dumbass, it's time we start to consider moving. So, right, we, she finally hits me over the head with a frying pan, metaphorically, certainly not physically. We start getting serious about what it means to potentially move. Well, 
over the past week, maybe 10 days, we've looked at three, four, five houses. I don't know the number. Whatever it is, I'm sure I'm wrong, but it's at least three. Which in my day, with how I structure my life, in a seven-day period, being able to leave the office, go drive somewhere, go look at something I don't really care about or see the necessity in is super interesting. Because now I'm open to it, right? It's only taken three or four times. I know it makes her happy. I know it's something that's important. So damn it, we're going to do it. But we look at houses and we can't agree on anything. Right, when I say anything, like anything. I want to be in a, I want to, I want two acres. Like not I want, I'm going to live on two acres or more. I'm not going to accept less than that. Well, she wants to live in a neighborhood. I don't know about where you live, but where we live, two acres in a neighborhood is non-existent. So one of us is going to have to compromise. Then I really want a three-car garage. Right? Space for both of our cars and right the normal stuff that every family has, especially family with a, with a child. Right? We have toys, and of course, Lindsay and I have our own toys. There's just stuff in there. And she's not fighting on that, but it's just another thing. And then, right, her thing is, well, we, we should have a horse barn. It'd be great to have the horse there, too. So right now we're looking for this magic unicorn house that is at least two acres. It's in a neighborhood. It has a three-car garage and a horse barn. You can see where this is going. This is not going to work. This doesn't exist. And so then we started deciding, okay, we have to spread our, our range out, right? Our, our little town is basically void of any additional land that's available. So we spread out our search. We come back and forth, right? Because she's got to drive Gianna to school in the morning. Or we have to. It's not just her, but she does most days. And in driving Gianna to school, I said, how far is too far? What's the furthest you're willing to travel? And she says, ah, you know, maybe, maybe 20 minutes. That's what's okay. That's about 30 miles. It's about 20 minutes, depending on the speed you go, but it's probably closer to probably close to 15 miles. So we look and we do research. And she sends me what I've deemed to end up being the perfect house. It's on four acres, has a stocked pond, has really no neighbors. It's modern, but not so modern that it feels cold. It's distinctive. It's unique. The whole thing has floor-to-ceiling windows really all the way around the house, on every level of the house. It's, it's incredible. Unfortunately, it has no garage. But I realized something. Just like I realized that I could buy a cot, I realized that I could build a garage. Did you know you can build a garage? Because I've somehow forgot that you can build your own garage. So I'm like, all right, I can build a garage. It's cool as could be. We go through in every room is something that she doesn't, that's just, it's missing, right? Doesn't have enough storage here. Doesn't have a pantry there. The floor plan's a little choppy. It needs, the paintwork is a little shoddy. And I'm, I'm ready to pull out my damn hair. And it's been growing for a long time. So I have a lot of hair right now. Like it's like long and not coronavirus long. I haven't had a proper full trimmed haircut since November, right? I'm really pushing for that. Bradley Cooper and a star is born look. And so we leave the house and it's, it's far, right? It's 20 minutes from our house. It's, it's the furthest out we could go. 
But I'm excited because I feel like I finally found my place. At least in Columbus. Right? No, it makes no sense. I know it doesn't make sense. It's not anywhere near where we need to be. It's it, There's no neighbors to it. It's But it's quiet and it's serene and it's peaceful. And so we decide with the real estate agent in that time, right, when we're all shopping together. I realize that I'm the weakest link. I can't go look at houses until after the end of my business day. Or I can, I just choose not to. And... Right, I'm, I'm the one that slows it down. So they decide to go out the next day. They're going to start going out by themselves and narrowing it down and just bring to me like the finalists. It's like we're playing America's Got Talent with houses. It's kind of like Columbus has talent house edition. And so right, her and the real estate agent, they look at three, four, five houses, some, some large number yesterday. And of course, in what I would deem to be in a loving tonality, in typical woman fashion, in typical my wife fashion, she falls in love with the most expensive house. Now, this house is admittedly roughly $150,000 more than we agreed to spend or would like to spend, and probably $100,000 more than we agreed to spend. It's in a neighborhood, which is something that I'm okay with but don't really want. My one sticking point is I don't want it to be a pre like a pre-built house, like a prefabricated house. I say prefab, I'm using the wrong words, but there's builders here that they throw up neighborhoods very, very quickly, and all the houses in the neighborhood are one of four floor plans, and while they're very, very nice, there's nothing unique about them. And I have always, for whatever the reason, I've always enjoyed things that were slightly different than other people had or could have. I'm sure there's some sort of deep-rooted issue I need to get over with there as well, but I haven't really tapped into that one yet. And so those homes are kind of the bane of my existence as it pertains to my current reality. I don't want to live in a house that I could go four houses down to a neighbor's and walk in the same floor plan with the same fixtures and the same colors. Like that is everything to me that is wrong with life, but admittedly everything to me that's right with the business world. And she calls me after they've been shopping and she's super excited. Man, is she geeked out. Again, you have to know what I'm talking about. There's that time where your phone rings and it's your spouse. And they're just over the moon excited. Like they finally, they finally figured it out. She's like, I found the spot. She's telling me about it. And I'm like, I'm, my, my brow is furrowing. I'm confused. I'm questioning because it is not what we discussed. It's not what we covered. And don't get me wrong. I understood saying that I liked the house from the previous day was not going to be advantageous for me because it's everything that she doesn't want. But here we are at this impasse where I don't really give a shit about finding a new house. And if I'm going to find a new house, I want to live in the place that I want to live in. I don't want to live somewhere where I have to compromise because I'm already having to compromise by moving. And we're at this place that I just can't, there's no, there's no clear path. And I like to think of myself as a fairly programmatic thinker, right? I'm a problem solver. I'm someone that can, can work through situations. I'm stuck on this one, right? If you're listening, you're a man and someone tells you the woman's always right, you know, it's cheaper to keep her, right? Happy wife, happy life. Those are the worst things I've ever heard in my life. There is no part of me that will ever live my life that way. 
And if you actually say that and somehow actually believe that's healthy, you are operating at a tenth of your actual capacity. Because I can assure you of one thing. You get one life. This current iteration, your body and what you go through, you get one of them. None of us know what's on the other side. None of us know what comes next. So I'm going to operate on the premise that this is all I got. So why would I decide to live my life at a less fulfilled caliber than I'm capable of? I wouldn't. And the best part is because my wife is just that, my wife. She's heard this so often. She's lived this way so often that now it's ingrained in her that she also should not take less than she deserves. So as I bring our time today to a conclusion, I don't actually have a resolution for this situation. Merely the fact that shopping for a house is a pain in the ass. And that I'm open to feedback on ways that you have overcome this in your own life. Don't send me it's cheaper to keep her. Don't send me happy wife, happy life. Send me actual things that actually matter. Because I'm of the mindset as we search for houses that square footage doesn't matter, but acreage does. And I want something that we can remodel and renovate and make our own. And she wants something that's new build and she doesn't care about the acreage. And so I'm stuck. I'm stuck, my friend. And I'm exposing a little additional vulnerability that comes from a heartfelt place because I don't know what to do. And while we are not bickering and arguing about this, and while there's no actual palpable tension in our household, there certainly is the understanding that this is going to be a long road to hoe, and we're all out of tools. So if you have something to share, send it to me, Ryan at RyanNidell.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And if not, I will simply say this is Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success. <laughs> <laughs>